Hello, everyone. Welcome to Davos in the Desert. I'm David Wanatik, the CEO of Davos in the Desert. Today's session is part of our Israeli Emerging Technologies Conference. Uh, the company we're going to, to learn about today is Grow Director. And here to uh, educate us a little bit on Grow Director is the co-founder and chief executive officer, Dima, Dima Chernobylski. Uh, Dima, thank you very much for joining us. David, thank you very much for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you and to introduce my company and the innovation solutions that we actually bring to uh, uh, to agriculture. Uh, maybe I can start from everybody's always asking, how did you start? I would then, I have a unique start point as a co-founder in this area. Uh, so it started a while ago. Actually, the company was established in 2016. And even before this, I was living and working in Africa, and I was interested in uh, agriculture. I was a very young and naive guy. I saw that if you like throw a seed and maybe a spit a little bit, it will grow by itself. So I failed the first time, the second time, the third time I failed. And the first time it actually grew something, something small, not very good, but at least it was a success. Uh, so I didn't give up, so I tried more and more, and it became more and more successful. Uh, and this time I also went into hydroponic because it's like a more high-techy and more interesting because it was like more of a, a hobby for me. And I dream, I was dreaming about automation. It was very interesting for me and it was, and growing it's a lot of headache. It seems like it's very simple, but it's a lot of headache. You need to always monitor 100, 100 things if you want to grow something successful. Uh, and one day, my current co-founder, a friend of mine, who I know more than a decade, he called me and said, look, we want to establish a company with such a, such such idea. I was so surprised. This is exactly what I'm dreaming. I swear to you, this is exactly what I dreamt about. Uh, it was early 2016 and 17. It was the beginning of Growth Director. Uh, more serious, the first uh, product, the first generation of product we have in 2019. Uh, it was a huge boom in cannabis business. And as everybody, we also thought, okay, tomorrow we're going to be billionaires. We just need to invest a couple hundred dollars and we're going to be there. Uh, long story short, it didn't happen. Okay. <laughs> this is why I'm not at the pre-IPO uh, conversation, but still at the uh, fundraising, uh, uh, chasing for, for investment, for investors. Uh, uh, so we had the first uh, generation in 2019. We had a modest success. I, as any new co-founder, I made a million one mistakes, which I'm still doing them till today. The only thing that I learned from this is not giving up. Do as much mistakes as possible and learn very fast. Uh, we are moving a very fast phase uh, in order to make as, <laughs> as much mistake as possible and learn from them and do a better product. So, so, in, sure. So today, what does Grow Director do? Maybe just you know talk about what a typical engagement looks like with a client. Sure. Uh, so after million, million one mistakes, we we actually realized that agriculture is our client, and agriculture is the future. So we are now very keen into agriculture. What we do, we do automation of greenhouse. Essentially, uh, either you have greenhouse 
or you're building a new or new greenhouse. We are coming, we see what equipment we have, let's say humidifier, fans, lights, also, also. Uh, we have a very, we have a wireless solution. It's a hardware and software solution that connect to every equipment that you have in the greenhouse. After we connect to, to all of your equipment, we create your complete automation of greenhouse. Once, once, once you connect everything, uh, once you implement our solution, everything is automatic. You get all the data from sensors. We get different kinds of sensor, temperature, humidity, uh, pH, EC, CO2, power, lax, you name it. So we have the eyes. We know exactly what's happening in your, in your greenhouse. And we control all, all pieces of your equipment in the greenhouse, like uh, uh, fans, water, uh, heater, lights, and so on. You as a grower can tell us, okay, I want this kind of environment. I want this kind of irrigation. I want, I want this and this and this. Uh, from this point on, our automation take control of everything in the greenhouse, and we do complete automation. We keep the perfect environment. We keep the perfect regime of water, of nutrients, of everything. Everything we have from hydroponics to something simple lights, soil moisture, and so on, so on, so on. All of this uh, abundance of sensors give us uh, good insights in what's going on in your greenhouse, and we are able to make a complete automation. Uh, we're also introducing uh, machine learning and AI into our product in order for, let's say, simple things, uh, predictive environment. I will give a very simple example. Uh, now, now it's late 7 a.m. and it's very cold. And we know that uh, every day at 9 a.m. the sun is rising and it will be hot enough. And unless it's like 7 a.m., it's not extreme cold. There's no point to owning, for example, a heater, because we know sun will, anyway, will, will hit the greenhouse. And such, we say, in this way, we're saving energy. Uh, and we have this for different regimes, for nutrients, for water, and so on, so on, so on. The essence is uh, reduce the headache of the grower uh, and uh, reduce the resources uh, that the grower using. Uh, from, from our studies uh, with, with our equipment, we can increase yield by 31% on average, depends on the greenhouse. Uh, we can decrease labor cost by 53% by eliminating need of monitoring and operating a greenhouse equipment and the environment. And we're also believing that the biggest enemy of the plants is the greenhouse are people by doing mistakes, by forgetting things. Uh, they're always trying to kill the plants and we're trying to sell the plants. This why with our equipment, according to our studies, we reduce the grower error rate by 48%. Uh, we're also introducing uh, a machine learning because uh, machine machine learning of knowledge of what the plants need. If by mistake the grower input a uh, incorrect or harmful uh, data, let's say I want the humidity 90% forever, just give a simple example. Okay, we're gonna alert him that this is not what's supposed to be. Maybe he need to rethink. Well, if he want to kill his plants, it's his own <laughs> it's his own decision. But we feel that we need to uh, warn the uh, the grower because sometimes they're doing by by mistake or maybe he didn't notice. Different can be different reasons, but it's the same conclusion. It's harm for the plants, uh, and we want to save the plants for the grower. This this why uh, in this way 
we actually give the most benefit to our clients. Mm -hmm. And do you see that your clients are more successful when they integrate your technology if they do that from the outset? Um, you know, if they think about integrating your technology before they start building their greenhouse, or is your technology equally successful when it's retrofitted onto an existing greenhouse? It is equally successful for us, uh, less equally successful for the grower, uh, for, for, for different reasons. The one who actually building the greenhouse and implement our technology from day one, has automation from day one, has a less rate of mistakes, yield, and everything that I just noticed, as I just uh, told you. Uh, the one who already have a greenhouse and does have our equipment, so he coming after mistakes. <laughs> after something went wrong, it's coming and okay, we want automation, we don't want mistakes. So this is why I meant it's less less good for the growers because the one who has, okay, first they have a mistake, first they have problems, then come to us. The one who actually starts from us from scratch, they just miss the steps of mistakes and curve of learning. Okay. And uh, what's a, a minimum size um, a greenhouse that would warrant uh, putting your technology into it? Is there a minimum investment or a minimum size of a greenhouse that it makes sense to adopt your technology? Yes. Uh, our technology is modular technology, which means we can operate, for example, from one to 64,000 sensors. We can operate from one fan to 64,000 fans and so on, so on, so on. Uh, this means we have like small growers, like uh, research institute, uh, universities, which has like modest size growers, let's say thousand square feet, 100 square meters, two huge growers. So we don't have a limitation of size and we don't have, we don't have like minimum and maximum. We make our technology super flexible and super scalable so we can fit any kind of growers. Same thing about the sophistication. Somebody wants just very simple sensors and very, sim and very simple uh, automation, we can get this. Somebody wants very sophisticated sensors and very sophisticated kind of technology and tapping into abilities of AI can get this. So we created uh, something that's extremely flexible so it can fit any kind of uh, user and we are proud of it. Uh, currently, we are very keen with the uh, small and medium-sized growers. Uh, we are actually establishing our knowledge and our, our brand there and we're moving into uh, big-sized growers. And when you talk about uh, improving the client's yield, does that mean uh, getting to the market faster or the end product is more robust and they can generate a higher price from it? Uh, yes, David, both. By giving them a perfect environment uh, and giving them identical uh, conditions from cycle to cycle, so we, increase, we can decrease uh, the growing cycle because there's no mistakes in the in between, which can hurt the plants and can uh, stop its growing rate. Uh, so he's getting a better yield and shorter growing cycles. The other thing, the beauty of it, once once you have like a perfect growth cycle that you decided that this is what you want, you can go back and dig into our data and see exactly what was the environment, what was what were the conditions of this growth. By doing this, you can duplicate it for the next cycle and get the same perfect conditions. Number one, vice versa, something went wrong. You can go back into your data. You can dig into your data and see, okay, what went wrong and, uh, and uh, fix these mistakes. 
the data actually been owned by the growers. Uh, we do tap into the data to analyze and to learn more, but all the data is in the growers. Uh, it's his uh, it's his own data. He can always get to it. There's no additional payment to get uh, to get his data, mm, and he can learn from it whatever he wants. We have a team of professional agronomists, and if they need uh, special special advice or special uh, analysis of the data, we always help help. We're always happy to help our clients. Does part of your um, consultation include recommending where the greenhouses should be sited? Or do you not uh, provide any recommendations as far as where the greenhouse should be sited? Uh, we can do this. Uh, usually clients coming with us with already like uh, bought uh, plant of land uh, and they have like a set, uh, they have set in mind their location. Uh, but if this is something that needs to be done, we will also have a very professional team which can also uh, help with this thing as also of the location, the size, uh, what, what, which crop going to be growing better in these conditions in this area. And this is something we can do as well. And which crops have you uh, helped grow more efficiently? Uh, our system actually... Uh, controlling the environment and the regime of everything, which means we are, we can grow any crop. Uh, we can get, we can grow any crop that the plants need. We don't have a specific crop that we are better on worsening it uh, because we are creating the perfect conditions for the greenhouse and for agriculture. Uh, each crop has a different, needs different conditions. So if the grower switch to a different crop, he just switch the environmental condition for the for the for this specific crop, we also have preset recipes for different crops to help uh, beginner growers, so they won't so they won't make any mistakes. Uh, so so the actually the answer is we are crop agnostic, we are into uh, creating perfect environment and perfect regime for a crop. It's up for a grower to decide what he needs to grow and what he needs help with. We can help with any problem he has in his greenhouse. So, just by example, what kind of uh, plants or vegetables have your clients been growing? From leafy greens to lettuce to melons to tomatoes, uh, any anything which has been grown in the greenhouse. They, uh, they grow flowers. Yes, flowers as well. We actually just uh, a month ago we came back from Agro ME in Dubai. We have a huge amount of interest. I be frank, I was never saw such a such a conference. I we have a booth there. I didn't have maybe even five minutes of my own free time. Just have a line of people who was interesting. It was extremely. Uh, I was extremely happy, and people were extremely friendly. It was my first time in Dubai. And I was very positively surprised. And one of the growers has a flower, has a flower farm. We're now actually negotiating of uh, automating his farm. He has a farm in Abu Dhabi. Okay. And uh, I believe so far, most of your business is in Israel. Um, if that's true, how do you plan to uh, grow outside of Israel? Uh, what kind of marketing campaign? And then uh, would you use distributors or build your own sales force? Uh, we believe into building a network of distributors. 
uh, we establish a relationship with the first US company, a SAPCO Engineering. They're our distributor and installer in US. So this is our first step in US. Uh, we have a lot of negotiations in different parts of Europe, and we're also discussing with different US uh, integrators. Integrators are the ones actually building the greenhouse from scratch and distributors. So our uh, go-to-market our goal, our goal, our goal strategy is uh, creating a network of distributors and integrators in US and in West Europe for the beginning, uh, for the first phase, uh, and by this expanding our market. Mm -hmm. How would the client know to differentiate your value proposition versus that of your competition? Um, you know, there's other companies that do automated learning and uh, um, you know machine learning and things like that that help uh, farmers. Um, you know, are the case studies what's really helpful? The testimonials from clients, or you know, how you know if I go to a conference and I meet ten companies like yours, how do I know which is the best one for me? Uh, yes, David. So first of all, uh, about testimonies and our research, uh, as we discussed, we have increased yield by thirty-one percent. We have a decreased labor cost by up to fifty-three percent and uh, reducing growers errors by 48%. We also stand for our unparalleled combination of scalability, ease of use, and technological sophistication, combining with a friendly interface, which we think one of the key points for successful product in our space. Uh, many of our clients like simple things. They want uh, tomorrow technology with yesterday simplicity. And this is something that we give them. Our system is our system is not just an automation tool; it's also an intelligent partner in the greenhouse management. Our AI-driven analytic and predictive and predictable capabilities provide insight that can go beyond traditional automation system. Our wireless modular approach allows for easy scalability and easy friendly operation significantly lowering the barrier for entering for advanced greenhouse technology. And it doesn't need any infrastructure to install it because it's wireless and uh, modular, modular. You don't need any infrastructure. We can, we can, uh, we can handle any greenhouse, anything that you have. Uh, you don't need a special installer uh, unless you want it. If it's plug and play system, you can do it by yourself or or invite the installer to do it for you. And can the user uh, manage the entire system from an app on his phone? Yes, definitely. A user can manage a system from an app, from a tablet, from a PC, whatever he wants. Uh, he can even manage under one app uh, a lot of greenhouses. So we can we can manage up to sixty four thousand different devices. Which means he can get he can have in greenhouse A 100 devices, greenhouse B 200, greenhouse C 300, and everything is under one app. Uh, it does it's not you don't need different systems, not learning, not nothing. One app which can control all of your greenhouses. Mm -hmm. And is it completely automated? So um, you know it would just uh, water different parts of the greenhouse differently, or heat uh, different parts. You know the 
according to what it thinks it should do? Um, or does it come up with suggestions and the user has to say, yes, I like this suggestion, put more water uh, in the northwest part of the uh, greenhouse? Uh, yes, David. So we are very proud in our uh, flexibility, which means we can be, we can be a complementary system to a professional grower, or we can be a complete automation for a new grower. We can do both. Uh, some professional growers know better, so they will tell this is in the exact environment that I want, I want this and this. Uh, we have uh, new growers which are coming to a grower space which has a limited uh, knowledge. And in this way, we do a complete automation and we grow them uh, without any mistakes which a new grower is supposed to do. Um... Does your business or do your clients benefit from any green money, any government funding in, in Israel or the United States or Europe? Um, you know, or is there money set aside uh, by the governments to uh, subsidize the cost of making greenhouses more green and more efficient? Uh, definitely, David. Uh, I would say any Western government today, not only Western government, also in the Middle East and in Asia, uh, we have... Uh, we have a project in Singapore, and as I, as I, as I told you, in, uh, we are now negotiating project in Emirates. Like a, any advanced government nowadays, from USDA to Horizons and other, and other funds in Europe, uh, same thing in Asia, are very into helping new growers and growers, because now we into self, each country wants to be, to be self-sustainable um, from the food aspects. And government, uh, well, some government more, some government less, but any government in any Western country that I know in this way or another do help growers financially and otherwise. Um, maybe I should have asked this question at the outset, but um, what are the overall benefits of growing in a greenhouse versus uh, outside farming? And uh, what is the trend like in greenhouses? Is more production happening in greenhouses? Is that, you know, taking market share away from farming outside, regular farming? Uh, well, we now actually have a tendency across the world uh, into growing more into the greenhouse. So greenhouse give you a few benefits. First of all, uh, 365 days of able growing because you, are, you can uh, control the environment. Uh, less dependence of outside influence like uh, climate, uh, water, and so on, so on. Uh, now we have also a new wave of greenhouse growers, which called detached soil, which means you have a greenhouse, but you don't actually grow into the soil as a land, but you have uh, different kinds of, let's say, these bags of soil and so on, so on, and people are growing there for a different kind of reasons. Well, the, the biggest reasons with humans, we actually <laughs> made a lot of impact on our soil, which is not <laughs> always a positive impact. So uh, by using detached soil, you actually decrease by a huge percentage your, uh, mm, your problems with bacteria, which now has in many soils around the world. By growing in the greenhouse, you have a complete control of your environment. So you have complete uh, control about the yield that you're going to get. 
you not uh, it's not always just praying nowadays it's just actually controlling if we're talking about hydroponics which everybody knows so we're talking about different estimates between 90 and 96 percent of water resource uh, saving however you need really really little water if you compare to a regular growing if you're talking about hydroponics we have vertical agriculture uh, we have urban agriculture we have different kinds of agricultures all of them are actually into controlling more into getting more technology uh, getting more control and getting into the greenhouse there is something that cannot get into the greenhouse like wheat rice and so on but most of the vegetables that we consume on a daily basis can be grown in the greenhouse and this is actually what's going now more and more people are getting into the greenhouse technology became uh, more reliable uh, cheaper uh, resources became uh, more expensive so it's much it makes now much more sense for growers to use a greenhouse so in essence if i answer your questions uh, actually the amount of uh, product that's being grown in the greenhouse actually rising from year to year because all of these uh, reasons i just uh, told you would you ever accept a sponsorship from a provider? Uh, for example, if a fertilizer company came to you and said, we'll pay you if you uh, recommend our fertilizer be applied, um, is that part of your model or is that something you would not want to do? Uh, we actually have a different idea, which we actually look in a partner for exactly what you just uh, explained, uh, nutrients. Uh, in essence, it's going like this. Because we're controlling a, a, every aspect of the greenhouse, we also can assume and understand how much nutrients a client using and how much nutrients are left for the clients. So once we understand that he's going to run out of nutrients and other things, we can actually advise a user that you are going, you're going to run out of nutrients. You, there's, a, there's a good nutrients with a good discount in this and these locations, uh, we advise you to buy. We, we advise you to buy these nutrients because we have, first of all, we have used and we have, uh, we have, uh, uh, we understand uh, the quality of these uh, nutrients. So it gives it gives a few things for the grower. First of all, he will never run out of nutrients, and second of all, he can get discounts, and third of all, we can actually manage uh, his nutrients uh, inventory. Okay, and maybe you can tell us a little bit about your research and development efforts, and uh, any intellectual property that you your company already owns. Uh, yes, David. Well, uh, as we discussed in the beginning, we started our uh, life of our company in 2016, so we are almost now seven years old, and we were investing hugely into uh, R and D. Uh, we have patents. Uh, we have patents. We have. have uh, Submitted, we have patents that have been improved, uh, approved. Uh, we have IP for our uh, products and our intellectual property, and we are very proud of it. Uh, we have different patents for a technology. Is it virus technology or it's predictive technology? Uh, of the something that we're working on it. Uh, in essence, nowadays, unless you are smarter than the than your competitors, there's no you won't survive. So we are doing the best of our the best we can in order to invest as much as possible into R and D and giving a better product each year, giving a better product to our customers. 
do you want to say anything about um, the revenue you're generating or growth in revenue? Uh, sure. Uh, so uh, as we discussed in the beginning, uh, uh, product market fit took us uh, some time, uh, but we learned a lot. Uh, currently in the, uh, in the end of the summer of this year, about like two, three months ago, we launched our third generation of products. And uh, in, a couple, in a couple of months, we uh, sold more than $100,000. And, uh, and we now have a lot of uh, uh, orders uh, for the, this year. While next year, 2000, in 2024, we are, we are <coughs> we're aiming to reach $1 million. And from this way uh, on, we, we're aiming to double each year our income. You have uh, third-party manufacturers produce your product? Well, we, manuf we manufacture our own uh, hardware and we develop our own software. Uh, we do use uh, sensors of the third party. Uh, some sensors actually been uh, made in US. Uh, beside this, we, we own and manufacture our own uh, hardware and we develop our own software, which we believe that most of our advantage actually is in our software. Okay. And do you feel comfortable saying anything about who some of your investors are, how much money has been invested in Grow Director, or how much you're looking to raise in the near term? Yes, David. Uh, from 2016 till today, we have uh, raised uh, uh, $4 million from angel investors. Uh, currently, for the expansion to the uh, North American market and West European market, we are looking for additional investment of $4 million. Uh, this is something we're now actively looking, and uh, I would love to talk to any potential investor that uh, is interested in, uh, in, in such investment. Okay, great. I think maybe the last question for me, um, maybe you can just tell us a little bit about the management team besides yourself. Uh, sure. Uh, so our management team uh, consists of my co-founders and, uh, and people that we actually uh, recruited. Uh, so I have uh, two co-founders, David Gornstein and Sergey Gandlin. Uh, both of them are coming from uh, uh, computer science and engineering, uh, and they helped me a lot in, uh, in developing the product, uh, which I uh, extremely uh, grateful uh, grateful for this. Uh, we have VP of product of Mr. Kisar and uh, PhD in software, uh, Arsene Arturian. Actually, uh, developing a software uh, software for our products. Uh, this is our uh, management and technology technological team. Uh, currently, we have uh, 15 employees. Most of them are into R and D, and now we're expanding our workforce uh, to put more efforts into uh, marketing and sales and expanding to to new markets. Okay, great. I think that exhausts all my questions. So I'd like to thank Dima Chernobylski, uh, founder, a uh, co-founder and CEO of Grow Director. Thank you very much for talking to us today. David, thank you very much for having me and I wish peaceful day for everybody. Yes, sir. Well, thank you very much, Dima, for speaking to us. Uh, David, thank you very much for having me and thank you very much for your questions. So it's it's, we didn't do one one, uh, uh, one monologue, but you actually helped me in steering with your questions to something that uh, you know your audience much better, something that can be interesting for your audience. Uh, 
So thank you for this.